Welcome to the Queen Divas, Queens of Fitness podcast. Join your hosts, three-time WBFF world champions and WBFF royalty, Alicia Gowans and Stephanie Ayala McHugh, as we explore all things female health, training, competing, mindset, and living the fitness life every day. So this is an incredible um, event, today's podcast. You are now speaking with the first and only five-time world champ, Stephanie A. Allen McHugh. Oh, my God. Oh, I can't even. I still can't believe it. I need, like, this drum roll behind me. (laughs) I'm not shocked at all. I knew you could do this. And I knew that it was, you know, there was a high possibility. I also knew... You were going oh, yeah. to have some really great, you know, competition on the stage. So I, I knew oh, that there was going to totally. be some good physiques up there. And so I know you've always been quite humble and always said <laughs> that you're going to do your best to win it, but you've never kind of gone, I've got it, you know? Um, mm, no, I'm not that person. I'm not that type of, I don't even, no matter even if I feel like I've got it, I will Would never ever verbally no. no ever say it because you know all words are very powerful and I think a lot of competitors leading into the shows and please pardon my voice everybody as you guys can hear uh, post show I did lose my voice um, I did a little celebration but not only just the celebration side of things I think that me just pushing my immune system the day after the show I just really compromised myself and I still haven't got better so I do apologize about my raspy voice but we're still on here um, I'm, I'm, I'm still feeling much better than the last couple of days so I agreed to the podcast with Alicia um, and my god what a freaking week Ali like just I being know. able to see you that was honestly one of the highlights. (laughs) I actually am so stoked that we went. I said this to Christos. I was like, it was a really big deal for us, you know, a really big, um, it was a really big sacrifice to make when traveling with the newborn. And we went, for anyone that doesn't realize, we did not have an au pair. We did not have um, family with us. It was literally just Christos and I. And you got to respect, right? The I was amazed. So I was amazed. He did like, so well. I am so proud of him. He like, not only he did, did amazing, he did he like was a, was he went above and beyond what I've ever seen from a first time father. I was like, yeah. holy moly, Ali, like he's just stepped up so much. And not only that, like just to be able to see the admiration and like the love that yeah. comes out of his eyes when he's oh, taking really care cute. after of George. Oh, and you know look I want to take a moment too to say thank you to so many amazing people in this brand and this family of ours that were just so super cute with George and really made a fuss about him when the girls in the beauty services team who they know I love them to death they're rock stars in my eyes on every level all of them but um they gave us some great gifts and I can't wait to put them on him as he grows into them. You guys got us all of the cool sporting outfits. They were incredible. So, you know, look, everyone was just so it. It was so great to meet some of the new I couldn't. I've not Get had over it. in person. So it's been that's, 
We really That's love right. I think the biggest part, I think, was being able to see you guys in person and physically having you guys there at the show. Uh, and I kept telling that to Crystal and Alicia, like, you guys are my family. So you guys being here, it just feels that much more special. And just having you guys around and we haven't had you guys at the shows. Well, look- Last year was the only world where you and I didn't do it together Ooh. and I wasn't there. Do you know what I mean? You weren't like, backstage with me this exactly, year either. Exactly. But 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 I will say one of the best experiences too was being able to see you front row. I've never been able to see you while I'm on stage and I was able to see you front row. I was like, oh my gosh, like if this isn't already something that is easier to do in performance, because when you're comfortable with somebody, right? Like, and you already see a familiar face front row and this applies to any competitor that goes on stage. If you see, you know, your mom, your dad, your spouse, you know, your best friend up at that front row cheering for you, like you just get this extra smile you get this extra umph of just confidence and you're just feeling so good so just being able to see you in the crowd I was like oh my god Ali's I here loved, I loved it. being able to so watch you and um, look on that note actually something that I really tried to make sure that I did as a judge on the panel was give everyone time. So make sure that I was watching everyone at some point. And even if there was someone that just, oh my God, took my breath away for the minute they stepped on stage, I made sure not to let anyone else feel like they didn't still get some of my time and attention and you know my 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 thought process around what they're bringing. Because I made, you should have seen my notes. My notes were like war and (laughs) peace because I wanted to remember each person yeah. as much as possible because there's so many beautiful faces and great physiques on that stage so many yeah. outstanding bikinis and suits and you can kind of kind of lose sight of people right so I try to make notes so that if anyone did you know sort of see me or ask me questions I was able to go send me a photo Reflect. let me see what you're wearing and I'll remember exactly. so mm-hmm. I also really made it a point because I know for a fact when I've been on stage before and you'll you'll definitely second this notion it's really daunting if you're looking down at a judging panel and there's no one smiling or no one looking at you at all, right? So totally. I make sure that at all times- I always am that person too. Uh-huh. And I'm trying to witness everyone and then I'm giving smiles to everyone wherever I can to let them know, hey, look, mm-hmm. you look great. You're performing great. Like, you know, yep. don't be nervous, girl. Like that's the vibe that's, I was trying to That's the out. welcoming smile you had, right? Like no matter, I know you. And like, this, that's the thing. Like no matter who could have been on that panel, like who could have been up there, like it's coming down to how the person really performs on stage. And I think being a judge of previous shows, gosh, at a world stage, like that's next level though. I, I can't even, you know, fathom the, the, not just the pressure, but also just the also having to really dissect certain things from individuals that are so close yeah. because at, any world show it's very very close it's and i think down that this to the applies. wire in that top five. oh yeah and for from a fashion lineup, to walk to smile to makeup like the yeah. smallest things can make or break you and um when it comes down to you know a world's championships all the top 10 look phenomenal like oh. no matter where they're in the Babe, top 10 i actually said this ridiculous. in my story i said this in my story this morning right that bikini lineup, I mean, <laughs> the top 10, they're stunning. Like there is not a amazing. face up there mm-hmm. that is, you know, not worthy of being a front cover of a magazine. Like a world like, championship class. 
our yeah, brand they, is full of it. Our brand is full of beauty. But but in particular, that bikini yeah. lineup, it, it was just next level. And it, do you know how hard that is when you're sitting <laughs> there and it's like, wow, they're all ridiculous. You feel harsh. Honestly, you feel really it's harsh because really you have difficult. to like dissect them to the the, the most criticism great. you possibly could, right? Yeah. Like, and it comes down to, and, and I know this because coming into any show, you have to realize that all these people are going to give their best. I mean, we're not going across the world, right? Like to just bring half-assed performance and just to, you know, say, I want to be second place, third place, so on and so forth. Like you're coming to win. And because the world is like that, I think that so many people put that pressure on themselves to must win. I must place top three, must place top five. And just in reality, with the caliber of athletes that show up to worlds, a top 10 placing just finished. really good. Is incredible. A top 10 is an incredible feat. And I say this to all of our team all the time. When you're going to make a pro debut, your goal should be top that 10. Should be the goal. Like, like it should be that top was my 10. first goal. In that was honesty, what I wanted um, my first world. If you make that top 10, that's a that's an international ranking that, that places you in the top 10 of the world. Yes. It's huge, right? From yes. there, then you take feedback, you take you know the comparison photos, you look at your lineup, you discuss it and dissect it and debrief it with your coach. You create a game plan and you come back bigger and better and you chase top five. Or top three, like that—that yes. that should be the progression. If you're lucky enough to walk in and take something out earlier, then mate, that's awesome. But it should Amazing. be an expectation because it uh-uh. is that difficult at that level. It is like to the wire, it really, really difficult to your off season as I can really kind of reflect on too. And I think that if you just go onto the stage and then you just want to come back, you're going to come back the same, right? If you don't go into that drawing board, like you said, with your coach and actually look for those improvements that you can make, you're never really going to continue leveling up to that maybe top five or to that top three. Cause that really resonated. And the prime example of this is Afton. Look at out exactly where I was leading you guys. I was going to lead that. Right? Let, let, <laughs> because, let's actually, let's yes. actually dissect this because she did a great post exactly. today where she talked about how she'd never really taken off season seriously until now, right? She I've, had never rivaled you to the point oh. she did this time. Oh man, I just now. wanna, I'm going to get goosebumps and right now. And the secret because... <laughs> to her success was the fact she took the off season more seriously and grew. And then dieted exactly. better for longer. Like she, it, she fucking she did a back to back crap. You know, like yeah. one for me as her coach. You know, going in from her going amateur to pro, from pro winning her fir- yeah. first pro title to her second pro title, right? And yeah. being able to place fourth in the world to third in the world to now second in the world. This goes up where I'm leading leveling up. Absolutely. And each year she gets better, but the big missing key here, biggest part was that she never would take an off season. Yeah. She would always go back and just take her time off and come back for a prep. And I would always get onto her and I was, was so frustrated with her. Girl, you were so talented. Like, go what to are build you doing? It. Like, You've got to continue. You can't just stop and start, stop and start. And for years, I've been freaking trying to get her to just continue doing an off season. And, you know, last year was the first year that I think her her coming off stage, she just was really ready to take an off season, but even then wasn't really fully committed. She started the reverse and then was like, okay, coach, let's do this. I'm going to ready to build. And then three months later, I'm like, girl, you haven't trained. You haven't hit a weight. You haven't (laughs) gotten to the gym. What's going on? Do you know how many people? Do you know people are going to be listening to this and be like, this bitch, 
Like she gets on stage, looks <laughs> like this, rivals Stephanie, and she admittedly didn't train streamers. <laughs> no, no, no. This guys, guys, though, this is a lead up, though. Like this is the proudest I've been in an off season for her. This is the first yeah. time she actually took a quote unquote off season. Imagine, and this is what I keep trying to tell her. Like, yeah, like she, so, you know how much up. ahead. You would have yeah. been if you would have started this three, four years ago when you did your yeah. first oh worlds. Like, imagine you would be a freaking two-time world champion. You would have yeah. beat me, Hattie, and all of the freaking above, Andrea, yeah. if you would have continued just working your ass off the way that you, I know you can during a prep, but that off season has always been the missing key. And this last year, her taking just a half-ass off season, guys, look at what she was able to do. And not yeah, just a exactly. half-ass off season, then she was able to do back-to-back shows. As you guys know, her history this year alone, she decided she wanted to go into wellness. She wanted to give that category out a try, you know, which was her coming off of actually doing, um, let's say a little small build at the beginning of the year. And then she's like, wait, I, coach I really think I have too much lower body to be able to you know continue in fitness I'm like girl right. do what you want like if we want to go into wellness let's try and let's see where you know the, the body takes us she did a phenomenal you know prep for that she was able to kind of it was fun training her for it because it was just a complete different approach as you know from a fitness model to a wellness yeah. model from her you know actual background it was just a, a really good strategy to bring her in fuller and you know reduce the upper body training to where even then a guys she did all of this and then left bahamas and started doing a full-on prep for fitness yeah. to just make sure we brought up the actual areas that needed to be brought up for fitness and my god i could have been in tears on show week leading leading into her her, her day if but i'm yes. honest though i actually think the fact that she took time off of the upper body to hit the wellness approach actually through her legs and glutes for sure for fitness because she brought up the lower half, which was the area that you always dominated her on. But now Absolutely. it's really close, right? So it's, she's getting oh, man. So it's like, it, it actually amazing. went in her favor. The so other proud. thing was, was that her upper body was actually a little bit bigger. And so this yeah. brought it down a fraction. And we, you know, and I think it's worthwhile. We it was just more symmetrical. I'm listening to this really hears what I'm about to say. The brand and the fitness category is not about being jacked and huge. No. It is no. actually, and this has been really cemented with the placings this year. I hope everyone's listening, that it is actually about symmetry. It is actually about conditioning. And it is actually about a more petite, muscular, dense type frame. It is not about having big, thick bellies that don't get conditioned and or look like they're enhanced. Because an enhanced looking physique just will not place. It just won't. It will not a thousand in the top placing. If you come in looking super dry with Google veins everywhere, you're probably going to push <laughs> out. If you come in looking androgynous in the shoulders and your lower half is disproportionate, you're not going to be in the top. If you come in not, yes, creating as above as below beautiful symmetry, it's, it's going to go against you. So... I think really take stock when you can assess even Steph's physique a few years ago to now how much size she's lost. Because oh, she's my God. <laughs> that on purpose. Oh, For man, guys. I, I looked up to Ali. When I saw her, she hugged me and she's like, oh, my God. Oh my and God. I, can, I can feel it. I can feel it in her aura. I'm like, I know. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, um, I'm not negative about it. I love it. And to be honest with you, um, 
you know, we had this conversation in my last show where I said to you, that's it. I'm not training upper body for because I just need to look at a weight and I grow, right? And in particular, because of my background, years and years and years at high level, you know, athletics, it's like I literally grow muscle quite quickly. And and look, even now as a really super advanced trainee, I recover muscle really quickly. So if I've lost some, I get it back pretty quick. But I I did not train upper body at all for 18 months after that last show. And I've only just started to touch it a bit to try to condition coming in. And I just saw you and I, you maintained all your mass. You actually have really good proportions. All really Holly has is a little body fat that she's for feeding baby George. And that's about it. Like we're we're the baby fat. But she, I can say this. Not in a place. Although, Ali, let me say that though, because a lot of women I see postpartum and you're what? Like only going on six weeks postpartum. Yeah. Like you, you're in a position. And move because of the C-section. Uh, C-section. So I had stitches in. He looks so damn good, y'all. Like I can't even get over her. Like she was such in a good position. I'm like, okay, she looks better than off season of some of our pros, which is uh, <laughs> pros. But just saying like, goodness gracious, she just came from having a baby, flew across the country, had a c-section to have the baby has the baby at hand isn't stopped like actual training she's still like freaking active i was watching her just left and right just literally non-stop trying to take care of anybody that was in her sight mm-hmm. which is so awesome of ali like if anybody knows ali she's like one of those extra moms around whenever she's at the show she's always super supportive always there to help and always there just trying to like guide and you know make sure you're, you're a good vibe get good warm welcomes and yeah. i love that about her because you never get a really like oh, she knows she is three-time world champion oh, or, oh, she's all that you know or she has a team she's never been that individual and that's what I love having her at the shows and that's why I've missed her so much mm-hmm. she hasn't been around and you know we get some other people that like they think they're all that by carrying a crown and I'm pretty sure some of our Aussies that came over the seas really set these people straight because it's oh, yeah. not like you don't just have a crown in the WBFF you know, it's really about you actually winning the show and if you showed up at the show and the world's always, always, always showcases the, those that maybe don't have a crown, but are actually really worthy of one. Worthy of one. That's right. mm -hmm. Yeah. hundred percent. So and just to touch Ali, because I I really think that, um, one of the things that this show really brought up was a lot of our, let's say, winners and COVID winners, I just have to bring this up because our COVID winners, meaning our worlds was closed, you know, like we had a lot of championships here in the States that um, they just, they didn't understand, like with the caliber they of all that. They have some of the, the level of athletes that would otherwise have been present is what you're saying. Yes. So yes. the playing field perhaps was a little bit absolutely it was so different it was like a shell shock and I I saw it across the board and I just want everybody to realize the world is still slowly opening up this world's still just a little taste of what next world will be and this only means and this also applies to the fashion side of things this is probably the best worlds to date that I have ever seen when it comes down to fashion theme wear gowns bikinis. I mean, everything has leveled up. And I don't know if it has something to do with that because everyone's just been saving up their money to come back and be better and bigger. But I mean, it was amazing. I was literally like in shock in awe of every suit, of every design from media day registration to the amateurs. I'm like, you're an amateur. 
Two Are you sure day, you're an avenger? Media day yes. was hectic. Like there were, there were looks and styles and, and like incredible extra effort being put into this. Extra is right. <laughs> media day before. So it's crazy when you see that. But you know, so yes, I agree. I think the fitness and the fashion side of it really popped more this year, the fashion side of it in particular. And I, I think I'll touch on what you've just sort of come off the back end of saying. And it is for everyone listening to this to recognize that the categories are being set and you're seeing some themes and you're starting to see what, you know, the direction is going in and what the executive team are really looking for. Yes, there are a few categories, though, that were still not quite full of the strong caliber that we would normally have. So we will see more evolution in these categories, I think, over, over the next, the next few, few pro shows and over uh -huh. the next year of worlds right so totally. you look at my lineup as an example for that that just did not have the same level of um athlete as what it normally does like that like like quite seriously you think about the big names that are usually in that category that they're usually competing none of them were like actually at a really yeah. good point there there wasn't any veterans in that category no, there was no, no one that like has no. been maybe done the world's previous yeah. times before yeah. if anything maybe they did last year's worlds which again going back it was COVID year it was yeah. still I'm still referring to 2020 2021 being that you know year of transition between COVID that this is probably the first year back that we finally have started seeing and feeling some of the world's renowned names even coming over the freaking seas right. we had Hattie Boydell come into the show she was yeah. there awarding we had you come in and actually freaking participate in the show be obviously one of the bigger names and faces of the show we also had you know obviously some other Australians that came over that I had yeah. not even seen in forever and even your directors from Australia yeah, like which was fantastic. Ari, so amazing to have them come over and be a part of it because in all of the years that you know I've been supporting the yeah. the Australian division and you know working with these guys and they're amazing promoters they oh man on, what a pleasure they to put meet on them. a phenomenal show right so they do they such great do. work here and they never get a chance to come over so it was really it was amazing nice to see them cool. all in attendance and get to be part of it it was great yeah and I it think the great. biggest the biggest thing too, like you were referring to the categories and kind of the criteria that's being looked within each category. And I, I've brought my size down because of per what they've wanted, like every single year I've had to bring something different, but not just a different package. I've had to either bring my muscle down or bring certain areas up, like it usually was up. glutes or glutes and hamstrings needed to come up, but I needed to bring down the quads, bring down the traps, bring or the waist, upper body, the waist, bring the waist down. So <laughs> <laughs> so it was a very big um sizing down for me and I think that out of uh, and anyone that's an athlete or anyone that looks at themselves you know from a bigger standpoint to a smaller standpoint you just feel small so you never feel really like you're 100 percent athlete self until you're able to really look at the pictures or stage pictures and yeah. look at maybe the yeah. full package the presentation yeah yes yeah. and I but even though 
for everyone listening to this, even though, you know, you've come right down in size and I obviously notice it because we're always relatively close in sizing. Yeah. And then I'm standing beside you. I'm like, holy moly, Steph. Everyone's like, like, I'm so much bigger than you. Right now. <laughs> but at the same time, though, you know, you were super flat that morning. You didn't have your carbs oh in yet. Gosh. You watch so you, flat. though, in that morning, that from the morning to the afternoon in that evening show holy moly it's like you're a transformer you guys okay so i always i always love to talk about this Ali, because i think a lot of people always give up after the morning show and after for me like every time i feel like i've always lost every world show in the morning and this is to attest to you every single world i've done i always feel like i'm last freaking place and that's because i'm honestly not a morning person i've said this on the podcast multiple times before i'm really just not a morning person so for my body to actually wake up and get the fuel and get the carbs in no matter how hard i try to like get two three meals in by let's say 8 a.m I'm still not awake. And let's just put it that way. I'm not awake yet to where I'm not myself. And I didn't feel myself going into the morning show. If I had anything go wrong on show week, it went wrong. And I think when it leads into like how you feel about yourself, how you look, that's also going to resemble on the stage and all the worlds. I always feel like that pressure really makes me shine so much more in the evening. Cause I know coming off the stage every morning, like of my worlds, I don't feel good. Like I never feel like I nailed that. If I'm really honest, that was the defining point when we were watching the evening show, right? When you're considering the performances in the morning where you've got everyone hungry coming at your heels Mm. And then you come to the evening show and it's almost like you step the hunger up and you drive the passion on the stage even harder and everyone else kind of almost scales back a fraction. It's really interesting to watch, but that was one of the things we noticed was that you came out all guns blazing in the middle of the okay corral ready to take it fucking down. (laughs) (laughs) And I felt like everyone else was like hiding behind cactuses. (laughs) Like it was literally like that. Um, But I will give kudos though, that morning show, everyone was chasing you. They came out. And I they felt were it. Literally. My God, the fire. Ali, you should have seen it in the lineup. I'm like, oh, I was sweating bullets in the lineup. Like, yeah. holy shit, these girls are bringing it. And not only that, because every year they bring it. Every year I've been against fierce women. But this year, there was something about, you know, when you don't feel your best, when things aren't lining up, and usually leading into the show, you're like, okay, like, I just got to make it on stage and I just got to get off stage and like make it through because that's exactly kind of, and I'll definitely talk about this more into depth. Like as I go into, you know, I think explaining more, I think uh, of my show week because the show week was very weird for me this year, this year, it was, it's always been weird. I think every show week I learned something new, but this show week I got sick. Like I got actual sick. I got like freaking, like, I don't know if it was my fish. I'm pretty sure it was my fish on like Tuesday night. I like ended up getting like a stomach virus and ended up freaking throwing up my guts out Tuesday night before flying out. And then after having to wake up and still feeling so like depleted from like throwing up all of my anything and you're already depleted y'all it's show week what else do you have left in here you you really can't do much but besides like okay let me hydrate let me try to get myself feeling better and it's travel day and on travel day because I'm so close to Vegas and I do this every year and I'm like there's nothing going to be wrong with flying in on registration day because it's (laughs) normal you know when I would fly in anyway I mean it's going to go wrong because you flew in on registration day 
you know, and so everything does go wrong. So you fly on <laughs> registration day, you're already sick, you're still nauseous, you're still puking your guts out. You have to roll in and put a face on because guess what? You are, you know, obviously one of the faces that are being seen at registration. So registration alone was just a freaking drag. I'm like, how can I just like last through this day and then just get some food in me and keep it down, God damn it. Like, you know, because you still have like that stomach virus in you. Guys, it took me up until like probably Friday to even like really feel even a little normal and having to do all the events and the shoots and it was just I almost canceled everything and I'm like but I can't I really can't I'm like I'm not going to be that person I'm not going to let excuses build up and just be a freaking loser here at the last minute like just give in so it's just that fighter mentality that gets you through but that Monday that Saturday morning I woke up and I'm like okay this makeup artist did okay but this hair stylist I'm sorry I don't know what she did not listen to me she did not do my (laughs) she put freaking oh my god thousand times hairspray in my hair I couldn't move it so literally leaving the leaving leaving the beauty room you have to like realize and this has happened to so many other of my clients or competitors I've watched they allow it to get to them they allow it to just destroy their energy their aura and they just think like fuck it it's like fucked up the whole day is ruined and you you know I saw that happening even in the makeup room this time around because I'm obviously there getting ready. You were getting ready at the same time. You saw me. (laughs) At the same time, I'm sitting there, right? But the really interesting thing was was that I could just sit back and observe. So I was just watching all these, you know, people do their thing. Mm. And you could literally see there was probably about, I'd say about 30% of people that I saw Freak out or another one's chill. And then you could see their whole disposition and energy shift. And I'm like, wow, you can't do that. Like, you've got to almost be like, you know, Teflon, let it just, you know, roll off you. Exactly. You can't hold on to it because it will 100% reflect inside of your performance on stage. And it's either going to show up in the way of nerves with shakiness or it's going to show up with loss of energy. You're just going to have facial expressions that won't be anywhere near as authentic and joyful as they need to be because energy is everything on that stage. Oh man, can't say that everything. enough. So, you know, there and- were several times where we had people really quite close and it came down to the wire of going, okay, well, who's, who's walks more powerful? Who is, you know, and we did in the bikini lineup, we actually started to watch walks to, to assess walks. We also assessed skin so good. in several of the categories. Oh yes. And thank God you're saying that because girls neglect the skin. Smooth, mm-hmm. flawless, like skin is a thing um so you know do your skin prep guys like make sure that you're having you know scrubs that you're moisturizing you're getting the top coat tan put on to make you you know the look, finish right. look more smooth because exactly. otherwise you'll look like, dry there's actually sure. making that point uh, i saw a lot of girls that looked a little drier and given there's a WFF tan y'all like there's going to be a color but that's a color standard there's a difference between the actual dryness and you know actually having some nice shine and this means oil by no means you just look hydrated you just look like you actually have like some good lotion on and you don't look too just grainy like I think at the end of the day on stage your skin is actually one of the biggest things 100 and another thing that I would suggest too is when it comes time to have your makeup done, um, mm-hmm. sometimes matching suit color 
doesn't always work. So if it's like a really I agree so much always work to have like a bright yellow. Okay, hot pink and hot pink. Sorry, girls. I know the makeup artist will stay. It'll yeah. like, they'll make it work. I would but always think going edgy is great and think edgy if that's what you want, but maybe trial a few looks before the day so you can see if it's going to work or not. Have some photos taken, assess it because you don't want to stuff that up on show day. Like, like that's all graded. That's all marked. Um, you also don't want to have lashes so thick and so long. They close mm. your eyes out. And then all your photos look like your eyes. They create are shadows. Yeah. yeah. And they, they create do. shadows. We have to and remember it makes harsh lights on stage. Yeah. Yep. But with the eyeshadow thing, I can't stress that enough because I've watched this from other, you know, other shows. Obviously, I didn't get to watch this particular show. I was part of the show. But even backstage, I was just kind of questioning some of the makeup looks. And I'm like, wait, that's very, very harsh, like a lot of harsh heart pink or maybe a lot of orange or fuchsia. And I'm like, okay, I know the suit color is like that. But we're still beauty organization yeah. as well where if you really think of it like a lot of the models are going to be a little bit more neutral it doesn't mean that they have to be like dewy or like super matty but they're having a lot more uh shimmer and shine and maybe a little bit more gloss versus just trying to go with these like really loud colors although i will say yeah. some loud colors will mix in with some individuals like liners or maybe yeah. even like trying to add in a, a two-tone, like let's say green and blue and gold, like they'll blend in at some point, you know, but those yellows and, you know, really, really not accenting like yeah. pinks, I think are very, very difficult and to I get think, by. Um, look, there was a couple of personalities. Few people can Please, I'm like, I'll say that because some people can, but others like you and I, Ali, are really yeah. like, we're going to look like clowns. Oh, like, look, like- <laughs> I would look so stupid. If I tried to do that, I'd look so stupid. But then there was personalities on stage where it actually did suit yes, them and they could get away it with it. But them. I'm telling you, there was like maybe, I don't know, two or three of those, you know, not out of the yeah. So uh-huh. I would definitely consider that and look at it and be thinking, there is a fine line between trying to do something edgy to stand out and then completely derailing your overall look because it just doesn't yeah. quite work. So I think exactly. test it, test it, test it, ask for other opinions, get people's input. Don't just wing it on the day. Cause I think it, you know, it's so disappointing to have something like that lose you points in a part of the judging, you know, that I've is quite it substantial. Happen. It's quite high, yeah. right? So the way I'm that sure you it. present head to toe is a full 40%. It's, it's, it's quite a lot. So I would yeah. definitely suggest be mindful of that. Um, but the one thing that I do want to drive home is, is that you need to come in looking fresh and new and different every single stage. You oh, cannot be bringing the same thing you brought last time, not in posing, not in looks, not in physique. You need to improve your physique 100%, no matter who you are, whether you're a three-time yeah. or you're a five-time world champion, you've still got shit to improve upon. Improve Absolutely. upon it, end of story. Always. Then channel a different look because this is a modeling show. This is a beauty, fitness, fashion, modeling show. So you need to be showing your diversity and your looks and your ability to model and represent different, you know, commercial brands. Like that's what, that's what they're looking for. So you need to mix it up. You need to stay fresh. You need to bring vibes. There needs to be something uniquely new about you every time. Um, And I, I would strongly suggest trying not to get stuck in the rut of comfort or thinking one angle or one pose or one side of you looks best. 
I would try to get out of that because it, it, it's so it, true, Ali. I think that's so the, the same pose over and over again. And that's probably the biggest uh, for me every single time I watch a show, even when I'm the one spectator watching, I'm like, these girls hit the same poses over and over again because so-and-so hits it or so-and-so taught me. And like, that is just what they run with and they never make it unique. They never make it like something for themselves. And that makes them blend in. And I'm sure Actually, how many routines you saw that were just blended. So it's so good you said that because I did notice a lot of similarities in posing. Just but like the same I actually, person. Yeah, I actually a had a conversation <laughs> with um one of the pros that placed top three and she was amazing and I just love her. I love her as a person. I love everything about her. But the thing for me that I really think is a point for her to improve upon is creating her own style, creating her own energy and her own um, alter ego slash, you know, personality, right? Yeah. Because the repetitiveness of another person's pose where their body types are completely different just didn't do her as much punchy justice as her whole look does. So, you know, that was Hello, that was definitely people. one of the biggest yeah. pieces of feedback for her was go away and find you. Like it's time to now find yeah. what you are on stage. This, when it comes this should to resonate to anyone that's listening yeah. about, you know, WBF in general. You have to find you. I've had a like constantly change. Like I can't be the same because they know what to expect. This and they is know actually that- a question for you. Hang on, let me ask you this because I put it up <laughs> in my story today and asked people to give us questions that they want to address to you. And this was a question I thought it was a good one. Um, it was, how do you personally keep your posing routine fresh? What do you do to bring something new? You know, posing has always been fun for me. So posing and trying to get something different to come out has been something I've had to try to work on every year. And I feel like every year I've had to find something I really suck at to focus on <laughs> and then try to make that my strength. And normally, and if anyone has watched me since the beginning, I usually just come on stage and come off stage. I'm pretty quick. Like I'm not really like one of those that just stays on stage and lingers. I'm like on and off very fast and doom, 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 done. But as the years have come by, I became maybe too quick, maybe too much hair. Like, let me tell you, after London, after my first world title win, no one was doing any hair flip. But gosh dang, like after that first world title and I did that one picture and that one hair flip that I did, every girl after that freaking show was throwing their hair and flipping their hair like nonstop. And I'm like, okay, no more flipping in the hair, Stephanie. I think every girl is copying about flipping you know. her hair. I'm glad you're saying this because I think this is a point that we need to make. And I actually was the first thing I said to my team, I wrote them my tips post-show things for you guys to be very aware of. And the number one thing was don't copy a pose just because you see someone in a top lineup doing it doesn't mean it's any good. I, like honestly, because, I don't even know where the hell the hair flip came from in London, but it came out and after yours that, was every- good. But this is my point where they'll see one thing and they'll copy. Now, in right. your event, it worked. It was good. It, it worked that day. I obviously, you know. Yeah. That, aren't that great. And I'm like, don't do that. 
Drinking. So that was a staple, I guess. From there, I knew. Okay, you get a signature. Like you, 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 you end up finding what is your signature. So I yeah. thought then, after actually, it was my second world that I had to stop doing it because I realized like this is hurting not just my signature but every other girl on stage because exactly. they're thinking they have to do it in order to do something extra with their hair. So it was after 2018 at Vegas that I was like, I did I think one more um, whole routine with it. I was like, yeah, I got to completely change this whole hair flipping thing so when there became way more about my walk oh my god I started honing in on my walk and it being yeah. something that I was really really focused on the catwalk crossing of the legs nothing about you know because before I used to have to use my hands on my waist on my hips to be able to kind of like have a little bit more of a fierce walk um versus after Vegas, I was like, you know what? I need to like change that up, be more and in Bahamas. All it was is like walk, strut, strut, right. nothing about, yeah, nothing about really hair in reality. It was just really the walk. And what a great show for that because we had a runway, right? Like had a we had an awesome runway. Very, very modeling. Yeah. So all we really did was model for that one, um, really more catwalk modeling. And so for, I guess, um, in 2020, when we did the, yeah, 2021, because 2020 was uh, canceled, we ended up having to change things up even more. Right. And this was more for me to really slow down. Like, oh my God, like just because the fact that I still, even with my catwalk, I so fiercely came on stage way too fast and left. I'm like, I almost <laughs> feel like I had no traction to stop because of how fierce and how fast I would call out on the stage yeah. so every year I, oh, again going back to I have to find something that I know was my weakness that I couldn't control on stage and kept trying to work on that for the following year and so for and that one it was like tempo I thought what like, I, I love thought, if everyone's listening to this is she hasn't I she hasn't addressed or identified anything outside of herself there is not about creating oh no, a just, look that's like this or like this it's I'm channeling a weakness and improving it, right? Something that I'm doing yeah. already, not something I'm copying and not something where I'm looking for something external to myself. I'm literally just improving me. And, and that's where I really dissected though, Ali, like, okay, my tempo, I can't really capture these maybe poses in the, in the, in the stage video. And thank God I had stage video now because the first two shows we didn't, right? Like we didn't have GoCo Productions giving us all this amazing stage footage and you still yet to get on the stage to get some of that footage, right, Ali? No way. Um, but I know, I know. So it's more of like another opening eye. I'm like, ooh, I gotta work on these faces. Like I am just all <laughs> over the place with the way I'm expressing myself. I know I'm having fun. I know I'm you know, out there and you know giving a good energy. But I'm like, you can do so much better at trying to express yourself with a composed face and actually know what you're delivering. So one of the biggest things that going into this show, not only was it temple, all going into all the things I've had to work on over the last five six years in my presentation has been not just the posing but just the walk the yeah. the face the tempo I mean from spins like some girls spin too much right and yeah, trying to just find good. a good balance yep. between you know spinning just enough and having pivot you know traction but at the same time transitioning smoothly and I think all of that really has just came down to the the stage time and really trying to see how I can improve from stage to stage yeah. And, and it's this... about having a, the right combination between 
model e-poses, fluid transitions, hands being used and not used, hair being used and not used, where it's not just all hair, all arms, everything up in the air, armpits showing. Like it's, it, it's, it, you nailed it. It's like, and that's why this time flow that you channel. I didn't know what I was gonna do. Honestly, Ali, I was like, I don't know what the hell I'm gonna do different to make myself different. And here I go with the fucking kick. Like, I'm sure you fucking saw. Like, what the hell? I saw the kick, and I was like, wow. <laughs> That like, is what the hell different this girl do? But it was good. It worked, right? So <laughs> it's so different. Like as far as for me to hit that, like, oh look, I don't even know if I've seen the kick on stage, honestly. But it's still, I was like, you know what? I have to do something different to be able to get myself to, you know, just have some type of moment. And even then, I didn't feel it because I wasn't myself in the morning, and I still yeah, didn't yeah. like really I feel. Did like a thousand percent but I just knew I still had to present myself somewhat different rather than just the full 360 and I was like ah it is what it is I I left it out on the stage and I came back much more fierce which I'm so happy I mean if anyone watched was able to see from the morning show to the evening show was so much better for me than in the morning I think a lot of um, people can give up really easy this applies to anyone going on the stage you can really think that all the things are against you things went wrong and if you give up just because the morning show went not as good you really are leaving so much on the table because you can come back and turn things around and be better and actually go from third to second i've watched it so many times before in other shows where maybe not at this particular show but they could have been a fifth place going up to third because of how much better they did in the evening well i can might have actually happened honestly tell you that there were about four or five placings that got moved i'm sure they did yeah, that goes Sorry. to fashion attire, y'all. That goes to also your energy yeah. and how you perform and bring it back in the evening. Because I've realized the evening show anywhere, okay. what you've eaten or drunk during the gap. Mm, that's yeah. it affects you so there's a whole bunch or of it can help you right i was fly yes, as hell in the morning or and then i was able to get my meals in and i was so much exactly. better exactly so exactly. it really applies. so another thing um that was asked of you and yeah. i think that this is actually probably a little bit easy because you the question was about how do you balance the progression of your physique without outgrowing your category but i mean you like me haven't had to try to put size on it's actually been about peeling it back yeah yeah so you you're right like it wasn't as difficult as building because building up an area is going to always take so much longer than reducing and sizing down for anyone that is maybe on a borderline category you continue getting told your borderline figure or your borderline maybe you know wellness but you want to be bikini vice versa you know whatever you're being because usually those borderlines are either between fitness and figure or maybe bikini and wellness, just because of your muscle, uh, maybe in your lower body, it's easier to actually size down than it is to size up. If you're going to take a good building phase, a good building season, then you're definitely able to size up. But I was never really wanting to go up to figure. I've always been told since my first world show, hey, you have the ability to go figure right now. If you wanted to go in to figure, let's just continue working towards that. Um, but I always wanted to be in fitness. So for me, it was a pretty great easy decision as far as kind of what areas I needed to bring down. It was always bring down my back. If anyone can go back to any of my uh, previous years yeah. of competing, my Ooh. back has came down double. And I mean, yeah. double, like yeah. I massive traps, freaking density in my mid back more than anything. But that also came with 
smaller glutes and hamstrings. So now that I've been able to bring down my upper back, I've they put a lot more of that mass, yes, in my glutes and in my hammies. Um, I had massive quads comparable to my lower body. That has came down. I don't have the big quads that I'm used to before. Yes, it a little makes me sad sometimes, but don't worry, I'm going to bring them back up. Like, these are all the things, like this is like my end point for my symmetry. So for the exciting parts of my future, I know for me, it's like, I'm only going to get bigger from here. And it doesn't mean that the WFF wants me bigger. It just means that I'm going to be able to get bigger. So then I can size back down, okay? Like I'll be able to build, have a good little solid, you know, phase, a few months, like X amount of time, you know, six to nine months before I have to start cutting again. And I think even from there, I'm going to be in such a better position with symmetry and even maybe a little more size. So I won't have to be as small uh, to bring in the symmetry that I did this year, which is what makes sites me as an athlete, because I know I'll be able to actually build going forward and not actually have to think, get smaller, reduce your back or reduce, you know, uh, quads or, uh, or, or glutes. No, at this point, all I get to do now is build, build, build everything equally and really just bring in a bigger, more better package. I'm actually looking forward to your off season because I actually quite like it. Ah! In off season, I think that you look curvy and delicious. So <laughs> Y'all, I'm tired of being lean. I'm tired of maintaining. I'll be honest. Like this last two years have been awesome trying to, you know, showcase a leaner physique and maintain it. But I am so ready and I'm so yeah, freaking to eat all just excited. <laughs> oh, have all the foods, train my fucking ass off, show all of you guys it's okay to have a little thick amount of you, and then exactly. just be able to go into the new year with a lot more body fat on me. I'm excited. So all of you guys One are in question yeah. that I do have for you about the actual show, and I'm sure everyone would like to hear this too, because I actually gave this feedback. You are cool as a cucumber, lady. Like, there is nothing... Even though you might be thinking it, you never show it. And I love this about you. On stage, you might be having literally massive internal conflict about a situation, but we wouldn't know that you're not just seeing rainbows and lollipops, right? Like, honestly, nothing shows with you. Now, what I love is that it could be that it was really close in the morning show and you might have felt all of those feelings, right? but you didn't demonstrate it at all. And like I said before, the difference between the morning and the nighttime show too, was that you came out even harder and more aggressive and more hungry, right? So you didn't lose anything. There was no vibing mentally that, Hey, this is probably the, the like the closest battle I've had as a world champ and you didn't falter. So I would love to ask the question of you as to how did you actually feel coming out of the morning show and how did you process slash channel the vibes needed to come into that nighttime show and just cement your place? You know, that's a really good, good question because coming off the- My question. I want to hear yeah. this. I think oh. <laughs> like whoever asked this very good question. People are this about you but it's something that I admire about you I love your cool as a cucumber slick as ice nature when it comes to that stage it's what makes you a multiple champ in the goat so let's understand and break apart the psyche now as to what happened in that morning show to evening show for you because this is the closest it's ever been 
you know, do you feel that way? Because I feel like it's been closer before. And I feel like going into, yes, like Bahamas 2019, like I felt like, oh my God. Pressure, you felt more pressure in that one. I felt way more. And don't get me wrong. This one, I had a lot of pressure, but I just had different kind of pressure. I just knew that I couldn't give my hundred percent to this prep because of my injuries. I already just knew, like I had to kind of have fast some of the things that I had to go into show week. So I wasn't really in this like headspace where I knew I was going to be my best. So coming off the stage, I wasn't like, oh my God, right? Like I nailed it. By no means, I'm like, fuck, I could do so much better. Like, honestly, that was my first thought. First time I came off stage was- You didn't show that at all. You did not show (laughs) that at all, which was great. But, you know, I think that comes down to, that comes down to you knowing- what stage performance matters so much, like how you perceive and what you, you, what energy you give. And that's, I hope this, any takeaway from this call, like from this episode, anybody could take is no matter what you're going through, no matter what thoughts go through your head, if you feel like you're not even ready, you still fucking wing it on stage, no matter what, like on stage, that is no room for you to act and feel like, you know, things went wrong because even if they went wrong, this is your only opportunity that you prepped this whole freaking year for to be able to showcase. And I'm going to just give it up for those five, 10 seconds that I give up on stage to all let all those emotions eat me up. Right. So I think the good part is you acknowledge that it's about um, the prep and all the work you've done. Right. So, you know, Oh my gosh. I'm not going to let that one moment. Exactly. Not forgetting everything you've done and you know, you've ticked all the boxes, you know, you've checked every possible list, right. That you could do to downsize, to make the adjustments, to take the feedback on board, to bring the different physique that was required of you. So I guess it's about channeling that, right. That comes in in that moment that I've done in that moment. Right. Yes. Because I could have easily in that lineup. And I think this is the opportunity when anybody can just easily just make it or break it. It's in that lineup, in that lineup, when those thoughts just are starting to overpower you, they're starting to, you know, make you feel a certain way you're frustrated or you don't feel ready or whatever it is. That's when you should be pep talking yourself. And this is when I do anyone that's listening is like, this is when you should be calling yourself a bad bitch, no matter what fucking happens on that stage. This is my time. This is my moment i worked so damn hard to get here i'm not going to let any little thing a shoe a hair a lash anything sabotage me from having the time of my life on that stage and even if i don't feel my best i'm going to give my best because i've done my best and when i left the stage (laughs) when i left the stage lally i knew I could do fucking better. Oh my God. That's the only thing that can ever eat you alive is knowing that you can do better. And so what I did go do was I went and freaking refueled. I had my food, you know, I had my feet up for a little bit. I had obviously the closest people that I needed next to me, which I find is the biggest other thing. If you have negativity coming into you in the middle of the show, telling you that you, you didn't do as good. And that like, I honestly blocked myself up. I, I, I tell this to even my class, I put myself on timeout, you know, because I don't need to give my energy out to anybody else that yeah. may not be yeah. what they need to hear or see. So maybe some of my clients didn't see me backstage as much as they would have liked on the second part of the show, but that's because I was trying to get my shit together. That was because I was trying I think you actually, I think you actually crushed it. I don't think for a second that you didn't perform 
well or as well or any of that I think you absolutely crush it and I think that you know we've talked about this you know personally you and I the difference in your physique between a morning show and an evening show so much fuller and like more punchy again so it's almost like no matter how close you just said I just knew I could do better in the evening and that's what I think where I came off and I'm like okay Steph it's not anything you haven't done before right Right. like I was actually reminding myself you've lost in the morning before you can come back and win like and that's all I kept reminding myself I could do better and just know that it doesn't you don't leave it to the evening show by no means you don't just wait and say oh I'm gonna make it up in the evening no but you still have a little extra ammunition of knowing all right I'm gonna do better I'm gonna give it my all I tried my best in the morning but that wasn't my best and, and I know for everyone I- listening to this the only time that you have the fortitude of having an evening show to correct something is when you is are literally gross? at the top like it's got to yeah. be it's when the points are really close and you know that that it just cements your place at first when you come out yeah. like that so you know it was just the biggest impact to see you take to the stage and the fact that you changed your bikini and you came out in that white <laughs> that was, it was so amazing for the minute you Thank stepped on stage you. Alice and I both were just like oh wow okay <laughs> here we go all right popcorn out you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it was incredible. That outfit just made you go pop. Hey, we had a brain. We had some guns, you know, obviously some yeah. bullets still left in the okay, tank. We needed, bring, we needed to bring them out. And I still oh, had to like, do something. I'm like, I felt it. I knew it. My oh. team knew it. You know, everyone in my corner was like, Steph, we got to bring it even more in the evening. And I'm like, that's just you guys letting me know that I still have something left in the tank. And, um, yeah, and I love that though. They know that that's how I thrive. They know adding gas to the fire is going to make my fire freaking blow up. So they, they know well, how to I, work with me and I like, you just get to see you or speak to you or anything until after the show. So I had no idea how you were feeling, where you were going, like oh, nothing, Allie, the but I do know through that the roof. You, you there's no denying you five-time world champ for a freaking reason oh reason Stephanie <laughs> like quite literally you are the goat um there is no one else oh I know God. that has come close to you physically um in the sense of just constant continual year-on-year progressions improvements everyone that it's depressing <laughs> <laughs> and no. it's just people it, it was close. really good to see you bring something oh, completely my. different you know most people think you can't possibly have brought something new for a fifth time do you know what I mean so it was really <laughs> cool to see you walk in and everyone be like oh holy crap just when we thought maybe she wouldn't make it <laughs> here she is uh, I felt it I felt it man yeah like, it was cool you know what though? I thank those people I thank the people that didn't believe in me and I thank the people that fueled me enough to make me actually freaking do the things that I didn't think I was going to do because there was a lot of moments that I'm like you know what this isn't going to be my best because I knew this is what I wanted physically and we've had this on the podcast before what the federation or brand is looking for isn't what you feel your best at or what you physically want but at the same time if you follow the criteria you listen to your coaches you you know yes you you will be at the top if you don't and I will say 
I mean, at the end of the day, we're all competitors. We all want to, you know, be lean and have condition. But if you get too overly lean, too overly conditioned, too big for the criteria of the category, do as good as you possibly could. So listen to your coaches and make sure you are getting the feedback. You're looking at your stage photos. Like I'm right now still waiting on my stage photos back. We'll still be, you know, probably a week away from getting those. And then I'll be able to really gung-ho go into dissecting what I want and need to. um, This is also where I've been saying to everyone, look to where things were placed from through at this world's as the benchmark for what you should be producing because they literally have chosen the placings where they sit for the most close to the criteria required that there was on the day. So you need to- On the day, on the ones that showed up because what you said there is so important because I also want people to be able to look at this upcoming Australian show because this is also one of the big- eye openers for a lot of people across the globe to understand that criteria is different. That's why I love that Pauline and Ari, right? We're at these shows to be able to kind of see the differences of, you know, what WFF worlds, even even from the pro AMs and Australia are. So like going into the Australians that came like, oh my God, what a freaking high caliber freaking athletes that they all were. And congrats to all of them. I think that going into the Australian program, this is only going to lead them into obviously the title over there, right? Like the ones that competed at this show. And And I think um, I've had a lot of questions Uh, coming through on Instagram about, um, you know, the differences between an Australian show and a global show and I'm just going to come back to this and remind everyone that as a judge you can only judge what's on stage on the day right so so you have to place a first place for who's best on stage on the day but that first place may go to worlds and be nowhere near what the actual winner is going to be like so you know when you're and in particular it's our fitness category here in particular fitness category when you're looking at it you know look to what is being placed at worlds and then aim to hit that right because even though you might be looking at what has been on a stage prior to you or in a season before you it may not be anywhere near uh, like a stephanie or an afghan or the girls are at the very top over there on the global stage right but it is not a judging issue the judges are merely judging what they have in front of them they have showed up Right. Yes. So what I would say is this, I would challenge the coaches that are putting these athletes on the stage to perhaps Mm. start educating themselves if they're not WBFF background, which a lot of the ones now placing some of these girls in the higher places in Australia, they're not, and they're not getting it. You know, like they're, they're literally putting girls on that are too hard, too borderline, too borderline figure in fitness. And it's like, start looking at what they actually want so that your girls are not disheartened if they go across to a world stage and they don't place. Because Amen it's, to that. Really, it's really look at the world champions. I think obviously if you're looking to you know train across or come across and you know do some right. global shows over here, right. looking at you know the current world champions like Asia, oh my god, that was just like a pretty undeniable, you know, you just figure win, like and she was stunning and just really had the muscle, the size, the symmetry, and looked not too big. Right. And That's what I was kind of gonna lead into. I'm like, she wasn't overly big. It's not about just being jacked and massive. It's actually about being a beautiful, symmetrical, petite frame that's super conditioned with mass, more mass than a fitness girl, right? So it's, it's, 
really redefining again and honing downsizing the figure level as well. Um, I think really, really take note of what we're saying here. Look to where they're positioning their top three in each of these categories and start to have conversations with your coaches. Um, It's been made very clear. They do not want super heavily enhanced looking women in the brand. So maybe don't feel like as a bikini girl, you need to go and jump on something because you really don't. Um, you know, start really having honest conversations because I am going to say it again, you know, I think the perception is that there's something different at the judging panel and there's not the same criteria that is global is here in Australia. It is just that the judges have to judge what's on stage on the day. So it's yes, not the judges coaching caliber. these people. Yeah, exactly. the judges coaching these people. It is down to the coaches to Who shows up putting people on stage that do not meet the global requirements of the brand. Amen. Amen to that. that Don't attack the, the judges. The issue. Not the judges. It issue. is the truth. It yeah, is the it truth. Really is. I couldn't attest more to that because the so, biggest difference is the people that show up to the stage. Correct. It's not. And that, that still happens here in the States with yeah, the regional I get shows. It. Within pro shows, there's some champions that are a little more leaner than others. And that just comes relative to who showed up in that category and who goes pro is who showed up at that regional show. So I couldn't agree more. And I hope you guys have some good takeaways from obviously just a little reflect and, you know, recap of the worlds. Um, I'm still over the moon. I I still haven't been able to sink in everything. I I'm, I'm, I'm really honestly still in shock and I can't think so many of the messages and, freaking sweet sweet comments and just cheers you're an inspiration for so many people you're an inspiration for many reasons it's not just what you bring physically you're an absolute doll and anyone that speaks to me knows that i have nothing but the (laughs) highest regard for you as a human um but beyond that you're an inspiration because you fight and fight and you bring something fresh and you constantly evolve and you do not become stagnant and what i love most is you're not expectant you don't expect it. You're not complacent. You continue to fight for it. And I think that's Never where will. the inspiration comes. So I'm glad people are actually giving you that commentary. I think you deserve it. And you deserve to hear it from more people than just me. Because <laughs> I give it to you all the time. But I love you. More people than just me. No, and I you. think, um, you know, kudos to you and Kerry as well, though. Because oh, of course. was up there with high energy right beside you, battling you for this. Was oh, my God. So God. I think that's really, my point. Kudos to you. Um, God, and like, I think if there's if there was anyone though, Ali, like if Ali would have, I mean, Ali, if Afta would have taken this title, guys, I would have fucking cried on stage. Like I would have literally, I already cried on the stage winning. I would have probably double cried even more. The even final question. Cried with Afton winning. Final question that someone did ask yeah. is would you be happy to pass the baton over to Afton? Oh my God, more than I would literally, like I said, I would not only cry, I would just be jumping up and down because guys, that's my baby girl. Like I, you guys have don't know the history of Afton and I, I watched, she came into one of my little seminars thinking she was a bikini model. And I'm like, girl, you are crazy. <laughs> 
you are not a bikini model. I'm like, yes, I am. I'm like, she goes, I want to wear a gown. I'm like, you are not a bikini model. I can actually picture her and hear yeah. her saying that, but I want to wear yes. a gown. She couldn't even talk. Like, I'm not even, I mean, it in the best way. She could barely <laughs> communicate. She was the most introverted girl, very outgoing still when you got to go get to know her, but she's super shy to be able to get her to do that first. I remember, show. I you remember right? You judge that show. I judge that show. Put her pro. And I remember how shy <laughs> and introverted she was. So She's a totally different woman now. Oh my um, gosh. You don't know how proud I am just of watching her grow and being able to see how far she's come and the athlete and woman and, you know, obviously career she's building for herself. It makes me probably the most proud coach. If I could have, again, passed on the baton and passed on the torch to someone that's on my team and someone that I've really been molding for so long. I know, and I already knew the answer to this question because you and I have had this conversation many times where we've been physically grooming people to actually (laughs) take over and (laughs) run with, you know, the crowns in the future because this has been a topic of conversation for us for the last two, three years, right? Um, That makes us good as coaches, Ali. That makes us good coaches. The same purpose where I'm like, I want you to own the crown and I want you to have the one above it. You know what I mean? Like, 100% I get that. There is nothing more than you want to build the champions as much as you want to be one, right? Oh man, and I know, and look, she will be, and then take my word oh, for that because yeah, she will be the next world champion, and yeah, she is going so. to carry that torch beautifully. I cannot wait, you know, obviously for her to just continue battling it out because she has what it takes. And this year, I know she's finally going to do the full thing, so well, that's look, already going to give year, everybody a run for their money. This year at Worlds was the first time where I was like, yeah, she can do it. She can actually do it. Oh, man. Oh, for sure. I've never had a doubt in my head. I've told her since her first show, she has what it takes. She just has to freaking do it year round. believe it and want it. Believe it. Amen. All of it. All of it. And I know she does. And she will be. So anyone else that's a fitness model in open class, keep working your freaking ass off. And I mean that because... I want everybody, everybody to be freaking coming and trying to, you know, get the top spot going into the next world. I, I was saddened, Ali. I will leave it at this because as much as I know the world has been closed, like, and I know this has still kind of been a- You thought uh, there'd be a, more people coming. I absolutely did. Too. I thought there would be more. And I was kind so of- Can I just know, say this though? I think from the Australian standpoint, um, there was not enough um, flights coming from different places. We were very limited. The costs were really high. So well, I think that- Same for look, Europe. As we're opening up more and there's more coming online on offer, there's more options. I think we're going to see more. I already know what my team looks like for next year. And it's quite yes. large yes. so we're bringing a fair few people over from here and from New Zealand so Amazing. that's a thing that's both for amateur and pro shows so you know look I think we're going to see a much more normal back to our true global representation at next year's worlds but I'm really proud oh. of the numbers that did come this year and made the effort oh. I think you know, like I said, we had incredible lineup of, of Aussie athletes come. Oh man, thank but God the Australians came. <laughs> I was so freaking happy. Can't even explain how happy I was seeing the New Zealand, the Aussies, even the Europeans that came over. I was like, thank goodness the world's starting to feel, or at least worlds was starting to feel a little more normalized. Exactly. Still not quite there yet. But I feel like 2023, we're going to be getting there. Um, so next year, we're in for it. Paul and Allison really made this one super special. Oh, and I feel amazing. like 
it was only it's only gonna get better from here 100 like i'm talking when i think about you know my very first world which for anyone listening to this i've been a pro for 10 years next year Mm. so it's been a decade for me as being passionate loyal to this brand and a super active pro athlete um nearly 10 years it's crazy and i think back to my very first year my very first pro level experience and i can't express enough to anyone because you won't understand it it is a 360 degree and it was incredible back then so if that tells you something that shows you just how phenomenal this year's was because the benchmark was high when I started. This is, it's just a, it's into another level. It's, it's its own another, level. Yes. And I feel like it only gets better. So yep. anyone Don't listening and you're maybe on the fence of maybe joining the WFF or wanting to do a show. Yeah, this is the definitely train. the year. Oh yeah. This is the year for you to try it out. There's yeah. still a few shows left for the rest of the year. You know, I cannot wait to go and support my girl, Allie, as she makes her comeback onto the freaking Ooh. WFF stage. If you aren't already hey, following her journey, I started she's already prepping. Started I know Trust me, I saw her at Worlds and I'm like, okay, she's got this. Trust me, I know Allie. I know what she can do and I've watched her work and I know what she can do in a certain time frame. And this woman, and when she's got a motive and a motivation, oh, she is ruthless. And I'm sure she's going to amaze and inspire so many of you the way she has in the past for me. Because this Uh, journey alone, what, we're 15 15 weeks. Oh yeah, babe, you've got (laughs) plenty of time to be able to make some damage here. And only six weeks postpartum with a c-section some major abdominal surgery so i hadn't yeah. actually done anything and i was walking into worlds literally untrained, hardly moving i'm, I'm <laughs> not in a deficit in a surplus because i'm breastfeeding i watched so, you you were breastfeeding at our dinner and i'm like this girl is seriously at our dinner right now breastfeeding out, i love it out. i love it it was so good as we're at <laughs> And she's and they're all eating their dinner, and I'm like, okay, guys, I can't. Have anything. They're like, hold on, I got to breastfeed real quick. I'm like, this so, is a boss bitch, okay? Like this woman literally just pulls out and just starts, you know, feeding George. I'm like, yep, yeah, she's definitely gonna do this because I was watching her arms. I'm looking at her body. I'm like, she's gonna have this in the bank, whether she freaking crawls herself on stage. Yeah, this girl, which I've watched her actually practically do. <laughs> she's gonna make it to that stage to make a statement and to prove to everybody I think she's such a good example for it I did a post about this I did this in my story where you know people are asking me and I need to caveat this and I've said this before but I'll say it again there is no pressure on any woman to get back or bounce back or whatever the term they want to use is and that is not what I'm doing. I'm not doing this to make other women feel inadequate or incompetent or like challenge because I'm not (laughs) I'm just doing this for me. It's it's good yeah. for my mental health. It's good for my higher self. I believe of that I'm course. at my best when I'm when I'm healthy. You could do it. Why the hell not? Like exactly. I know you. If you could exactly. do it and you can set an example exactly. and be a role model for other I'm, women to know I was just that they can say, do it. I'm Come doing on. this also to show my team that anything is possible, right? I don't Absolutely. Ever feel like there is anything in life that's going to hold them back from their goal if they really want it. Look, so I'm, you're I'm proving a point to exactly but also to showcase to my ladies that hey you're breaking the stereotype okay it doesn't matter what 
or when or how you have this baby. You're not going to just give yourself up afterwards. And that alone sets you apart from the rest of every freaking woman because (laughs) you and your fire and your drive, I'm telling you, it's unmatched when it comes down to like gung-hoing and getting into a a prep. She's a machine. She's a machine. So watch her work. Honestly, she's amazing. So I can't wait. I can tell you now. I have not felt hunger in three years and I felt it this week and I have not oh, missed it. <laughs> I have not missed it at all. And it made me have this moment where I turned to my coaching team and I went, Welcome I don't understand to our world, Ali. don't want to do an off season because I don't know about you, but I don't miss this hunger thing. Like what even is this? I honestly. Why do you think I said I'm done? Why do you think I said I'm done with this? What the hell? (laughs) No, y'all. Honestly, the hunger is still there. Yeah. What are you? What is this? Look, (laughs) it's going to be part of her upcoming prep, and I'm just looking forward to getting out of it because I'm still hungry right now. But I gotta get fight this hunger to reverse out because let me tell you, I'm still hungry right now. But we still gotta fight the hunger cues because we are not in a place where we can just like immediately get back to normal. So I'm with you. We'll be hungry for a little bit longer, but then you're gonna be hungry, and I'm not. I mean, so <laughs> I will be there to support it's be worth you. It. you on. It's gonna be worth it. It's gonna be worth it. Oh, fuck yeah! So it's gonna be hard. on that note, I hope everyone listening, you know, has just gotten and taken home some really great pieces of advice from what Stephanie's journeys look like and you know her mindset and how she's approached this day and this whole pressure pressure loaded you know situation that she found herself in she is the goat for many many reasons and you know I'm sure that everyone that follows our podcast thinks she's an absolute sweetheart like I do and I also hope you've taken away some of the things that I've had to say about you know where things are going and what to think about and consider when you're prepping for a world stage, because there there is a lot more to it than just your body. So don't forget that. And, you know, feel free to reach out to me if there's any questions that you have or anything that you want to run by me. I'm always happy to take, you know, those those questions and, and gives my input. And I hope you all enjoy watching my crazy shenanigans as I come postpartum to stage yet again. So freaking I'm so excited. I like already motivated af i'm i can't oh it's more than that y'all i saw the spark in her at worlds and, and, and i think worlds will do that for you though like when yeah, we watch the events and we watch the show we see i you know how many messages i got of competitors of you know clients that are competitors that are just not competing or in a you know prep right now they're like okay i got the itch right like i'm ready to get back on stage like let's pick Find a show up. coach let's take yeah let's bench. pick one Right. That's exactly how I feel. A lot of the ones that were in competing that watched the show um, have got that, you know, new, new little sense of fire. And I watched it in Allie's eyes, like the whole oh. time I'm like, she's never left. She's ready to be back on this stage. She's Mate, it was only it. COVID. It was only COVID. I know. You would have been a four-time champion. Ugh. No doubt. <laughs> and then no we just doubt. decided to take advantage of that downtime where the world was on pause to actually well, do baby the whole thing. here now. IVF but baby George is here, which is probably the best Perfect gift time. ever. And I can't wait for him to be, you know, a proud son watching his mom go and take your water title back, you know, or at least keep freaking just showcasing how you can just be a champion leading into the next world because yeah, knowing you coming off Atlantic City I, like next thing I know she'll probably be like okay I'm gonna do Orlando or LA or Bahamas <laughs> <laughs> I can already it see you doing happen. that I know you <laughs> <laughs> so no you know I'm excited, 
But this next few weeks is all going to be, you know, Allie's preparation going into her debut, coming back and not debut, but debut post baby. And, you know, um, see how this happens and everyone cheer her on. I'll be there in person to make sure she's, you know, a-okay. Make sure she has all her, all her support. She's coming to support me this time. But I'm coming to support her this time. So So thank you guys, everyone. Anything you'd like to see or know or have us cover off, perhaps even steps reverse and then my, you know, because we will be more than happy to bring that to you. We've got um, an exciting conversation coming next week. So we'll be recording Mm -hmm. that next week once Steph's voice is back in full stand. I sorry, y'all, for my restiness today. Can't thank you enough for following, you know, our, our, our respective journeys with this podcast and yes, you know we'd really love to see you share like rate review and um you know let everyone and anyone know that could benefit from listening to it to tune on in and we we love hearing from you so please give us we feedback. really do appreciate all the support all the love it never goes unnoticed and just a little quick you know maybe inside our actual instagram queen divas podcast page is going to start getting woken up again now that worlds Ooh. is done be able to kind of actually be action and start you know getting some posts on there that has not been active since we got this podcast going ali and i've had our hands full her with baby george and getting him you know going and being pregnant and now you know obviously traveling across the world me with prep and getting everything going now that world is over we're able to kind of shift our gears a little more and have a little more focus within that page as well so we do appreciate you guys listening and following you know queen diva's podcast on all the other platforms but if you want to start tagging and sharing through the actual instagram page feel free tag ali and i and we'll be able to start kind of getting some some new content on there for you guys i have um, some good stuff lined up but thank you guys for listening and thank you guys for you know watching and hearing us this far and until next time see you next time guys bye thanks for tuning in to another episode of the queen divas queens of fitness podcast Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Queen Divas Pod, on Twitter at Queen Divas 4, and follow our hosts on Instagram, Alicia at Alicia Gowans underscore WBFF Pro, and Steph at Stephanie Ayala 7. See you all next week.